Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. Alongside me, as always, is my cousin Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? Spectacular. How are you? If I was any better, I would be you. So we got a lot of good stuff to go through today. Um, you know, we're m- focused mainly on Mr. LeBron James as we both went to the Pacers-Lakers game last night. Uh, so we'll get into that. The Super Bowl was last Sunday. That was, uh, that was you know, pretty non-super, but, uh, you know, it was still a bowl. And uh, Tom Brady did his thing as usual. Uh, what else we got? We got uh, we got a little NBA. There's some rule changes in the M- in the Major League Baseball coming that uh, that may be coming down the line. Possibly, yeah. So pretty excited about that. So we got a few things to get into. As always, you can catch me and Adam on uh, on Facebook Live every Wednesday. The Nosebleeds goes live every Wednesday, 10:30 ish. Uh, you can catch us on afterwards Thursday morning, uh, starting Thursday morning on SoundCloud, Castbox, YouTube, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and there's a new one that we're on now, Spotify. Hey, look out! Yeah, we got hey. Spotify up now, and uh, come come uh, March first, uh, we'll be. I finally figured it out. iHeartRadio. Hey, nice yeah. work. Man. It took it took a little bit of time, but I figured hey. out. I think, but I got it's going to be a month away. But but we'll uh, yeah, you'll be able to catch us on iHeartRadio. So Great. let's go ahead and get into it. So first and foremost, we uh, here at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, we like to do a little thing. Uh, we like to do a little interactive poll with our listeners, and uh, we're currently in the best nicknames in the NBA. That's correct. What happened? Uh, what happened this past week? Well, uh, my good friend Larry Joe Bird, who holds nicknames such as the Hick from French Lick, Larry Legend, he took on uh, Sir Charles Barkley, who uh, has nicknames such as Sir Charles and the Round Mound of Rebound. The Round Mound of Rebound. Uh, just like if they played one on one in the eighties. Uh, How bad was it? Larry uh, Larry ran away with it 81% and 19%. Uh, the hick from French Lick just dusts. Dominates. Just dusts the floor with uh, the round mound of rebound there. So. so what do we got coming up this week? We've got the number five seed, Pistol Pete Maravich, versus the number 12 seed, the Admiral. Nice. David Robinson. I the like ki- it. The kindest person on the face of the earth. I like it. Yeah. The kindest the kindest man on the uh, I mean, you know, I say all the time I my wife makes fun of me because I always say that's the nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah. No n- legit. That's the nicest person. And she's like you that's like 470 people that are the nicest people you've ever met. Mm-hmm. I just like nice people, man. Nice people are great. Speaking of nice people, yeah. uh, just joining us here on the Facebook live was uh, Mr. Alex Cole, I believe uh, something big Happened with him as coach, correct? Alex is the head coach of the, I hope he doesn't mind us saying, the hey. seventh grade Ross Rams, who won the SWAC tournament championship tonight, back to back titles so for Alex's. Here's the deal, Alex. If you don't crew. like it and you didn't want it out there, I apologize. We apologize. But, but dude, that's big time, man. Hey, Congratulations. It's going to be on iHeartRadio now. It's going to be on. It'll everything. take a little bit of time, but it'll get there. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, let's get started, man. Let's uh, let's get straight into it as I crack open my first beverage. That's how we know we're getting night. started. Oh, we're yeah, really baby. getting started when hit you crack that, open hit the that old can. cola. Hit, open the can. All right, so uh, what are we going to start with today? You want to start with a little with the Super Bowl? You want to get the Super Bowl out of the way? Let's get it out of the way. Football's done. Football's done. The Super Bowl was less than super. Uh, probably if you watched it on your own, I would assume – you more than likely fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, if you went to a Super Bowl party, you probably just focused on what the score was and kept looking to see what numbers could possibly come up. Because Super Bowl squares. Super yeah. Bowl squares was pretty much the only exciting thing that was going on during the Super Bowl, if you ask me. It was uh, it was interesting because it wasn't a high. It was not a high scoring game. It was a very very low scoring game. In fact, I believe the lowest scoring game in Super Bowl history. And the first um, Super Bowl ever to not have a touchdown going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. There was one play in the entire game ran in the red zone. And it was a run for a touchdown. That's exactly what it was for the Patriots. The only touchdown of the game. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't exciting as far as scoring goes. So you're telling me that the new NFL, the high flying, big scoring NFL that we all oh, oh my gosh, the Rams Chiefs week that that we heard of this is the new NFL you're telling me that this was the lowest scoring the best defensive Super Bowl ever huh that's correct and I I'm so happy about that <laughs> I was so mad when it happened I was sick and tired of hearing everybody talking about the new NFL it was one game one game yeah they, they, look yep there were some really high scoring games the Chiefs are so much fun to watch and all that good stuff but let me tell you what when you think of um, the New England Patriots, who, by the way, won the Super Bowl, ninth ninth time visiting sixth uh, sixth sixth championship, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, so the New England Patriots won. When you think about them, you think about what Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, uh, some of their wide receivers over the years, Julian Edelman, uh, Wes Welker, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, right, Brandon Cooks, right. Uh, Chad Johnson, obviously. Brandon um, Cooks. I, I think Brandon Cooks was wrong. Brandon Cooks um, was uh, he's a, he's a Ram, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a Ram now, and he was a Saint before that. Yeah. Wasn't he? Um, so yeah. So uh, anyway, you think of you think of their offense because you think of Tom Brady mostly. Yeah. Their defense won them a championship. It sure did. Congratulations to their defense. Uh, the Rams' defense was phenomenal as well. It was. It was. I mean, it, it was the Rams' defense was what they've done all year. They really stopped Tom Brady. They stopped that Pats' offense. It was one drive they were able to score on, and here we are. So, so that's the thing. So we kind of talked about that a little bit last week before the game, you know, and talked about okay, if if you know if the Rams' defense plays great, great. Uh, but what? Okay. Let me let me let me start over and say, do you feel like that game was more poor offense or good defense? Great defense. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with great defense because I think both teams are very good offenses. I think it was I think it was just really good defense. Yeah, and, and, and we started this whole little segment talking about how boring it was and stuff, and that's what people have been talking about. But right. truly, I think we both feel like. We both appreciate oh, sure, great yeah. defense, and, sure. and and during that game, it was very impressive. Both both defenses were very impressive, especially New England's. Um, it it was I really did appreciate that. 
and it was it was it, it wasn't was as good boring. Game. No, yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't as boring, boring to me as I as I. Think it was a lot still of it was still a little boring, but that's okay. It was it, it was still exciting. Uh, you know, it was a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's fun, and uh, Big Boy came out, did his thing. Travis Scott, I think, was terrible at halftime. Uh, Maroon Five, I don't know. I'm hoping that this Adam Levine dude that he was like when he was doing the moves like Jagger song that he was purposely trying to dance like Mick Jagger and that's not how he dances in normal normal time. I got to be honest with you. I was half at best paying attention during the halftime. Oh man, halftime and, and the commercials to be honest with so, you. So, halftime show is one of my favorite things about the Super Bowl. <laughs> Lady Gaga killed it. Uh was that uh-huh. last year or 2 years ago? God, yeah, it was last year. God awful. God awful. Anyway, for real? Oh man, <laughs> I thought she was amazing. Anyway, uh speaking of halftime shows, Pretty sure we figured out we were at the pace. We're gonna we're done. That's the end of the Super Bowl. Speaking, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you like that transition. Yeah, I love it actually. So speaking of uh, the halftime Super Bowl show, we were at the Pacers game last night. They played Los Angeles. Our next poll. I think we've decided. We're gonna start right in the middle of our no, no, whole no, ex- no, experience. No, no, no. We're not doing night. it now. We're just okay. giving people a little sneak peek <laughs> of what the Nosebleed Sports Podcast is gonna do after the best nicknames in NBA history. Okay. They're going to go into all-time great halftime shows. Halftime shows NBA specifically? Um, I'm thinking we're going just basketball in general. Basketball, basketball halftime uh acts, not shows, acts cuz yep. we got uh I mean I mean there's going to be some big ones. We saw Red Panda last night, which we both decided she's Everywhere, all the time. Anywhere we go to watch a basketball game, she's on the court flipping bowls. I've never <laughs> seen her drop a bowl. She's amazing. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there might be 15 of her. That's the real Super Bowl, by the way. Anytime Red Panda performs, that's the real Super that's Bowl. That's the real Super Bowl. You I like, like that? that. Good job. Um, yeah, we, we did agree last night that – Red Panda, when we saw her last night, did not look like Red Panda like the last time we both saw her. No, <laughs> right? I feel like there was something a little different about her. She's uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, there's definitely something different about her last night. She didn't look like she did the first time. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, the first eight times I've seen her. Yeah. Uh, but she still performed. She same music, same dance. Well, like upward hand motions. I mean, she 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 killed it. She still. If this was Red Panda one or Red Panda twelve, she killed it. <laughs> it's like a. How many like, Undertakers were there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Undertakers. Yeah, when when people have a dog and it dies, and then you get the same exact exactly. kind of dog, and you name it so you know, Rover two or whatever. Rocco two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Red Panda was fun. She's always fun to watch. So anyway, that's going to be our next poll. That goes into uh, what we really wanted to get into today. So we went to the game yesterday. I got tickets uh, for my birthday because we all know if you're if you're a Nosebleed Sports Podcast uh, every week listener, you know how much I love LeBron James. Uh, I'd have his babies. i let him have my babies, however you want to make it. Uh, LeBron's my man. So that being said, that being said, we got tickets to the closest place LeBron could get to us, which was Indianapolis, and LeBron proceeded to go through with the worst loss in his history. 42 points he lost by last night. It was terrible. It was uh, It was actually entertaining 
Um, oh, oh, it was entertaining in so many ways. If you if you if you appreciate the what the Pacers did, yeah, then I mean, it was the, very entertaining. The, Patri- the Pacers did without Victor Oladipo. I, I'm telling you, this Miles Turner kid is a game changer inside. And and I know LeBron got one dunk on him, and that was nice. But I think he had four blocks in the game, all big blocks. Uh, people, people, he changes everything when people get into the paint. Yeah, he's played really, really well this year, and um, he's kind of been like, you know, I don't know, this is maybe his fifth year or something like that, and and he's kind of been, he was almost kind of a bust uh, for for a couple years there, and then he, because I think I think people got excited about him his first and second year, yeah, and then he kind of leveled off. It didn't seem like he really got much better, and then this year he's he's playing lights out. Uh, so, he's shooting the ball real well, yeah. especially from outside, which you know that was probably that, that's probably the big thing that gets him moving. So yeah, yeah, it, super excited. You're gonna have to keep track of the uh, of the Facebook today because oh, my you. iPad is dead. Um, so anyway, uh, as we talk about that, um, the the the. The Pacers game was fun, so there's there's a fun little little story. Swipe left, swipe right. There are there are several fun stories about swipe last night. left, swipe right. <laughs> uh, cheering sections at NBA games. Uh, swipe right, big time right. I, I swipe right on that. The greatest cheer I ever heard any time there was a Laker on the line. Well, except well, I shouldn't say any Laker. Any Laker that's been involved in the trades, uh, the trade rumors with Anthony Davis, which is they, everyone, they would chant at him at the free throw line, "LeBron will trade you." It was absolutely hilarious. It, it was. Uh, <laughs> I I had a hard time with it just because I just felt like if I'm LeBron, I'm super embarrassed. Did by you that. see him? He he was sitting at the end of the bench. Nobody near him. There was yeah. three empty seats at the end of the bench next to him. Like that dude, he uh, I don't know. It, I felt bad for him. I felt worse for those guys on the free throw line, knowing that at any moment, if if oh, man, I gotta I gotta be the nicest guy to LeBron because he's gonna he's gonna tell them to trade me. Well, I, I don't think I don't think that the the come on. Two hundred people in the cheering section at the Pacers game is going to get to those guys at all. I think they probably are. It is probably it's in already their heads in their head. a little bit. It's sure. already in their head. Sure, um, but the the Pacers fans didn't do anything to them. In fact, Brandon Ingram said, "Yeah, I heard them. I still made the free throws. Who cares?" <laughs> um, oh, I don't think they really cared if they made or missed the free throws. No, no, it no, no, was no. just it was just a really funny. It, it was it was just trying to get into their heads. LeBron and, and, will trade you. Yeah, it. it <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel, I did feel bad more than anything. I kind of felt like, man, if I'm LeBron, I've got this stigma about me that's like, you know, of, co- of course people joke about that stuff all the time. Like LeBron is the GM of any. He team is. He, he's the GM. He's the coach. I mean, the, I mean, the, the big, the next, the think, next joke was everybody was saying that Luke Walton's gonna be. Well, Luke, you he said pro- it to he me. Is, yeah. You said it to me. <laughs> Will Luke is. Walton be fired? But we're driving to the game. Will Luke Walton be fired before the game or after the game? <laughs> yeah, you said after the game, which you were correct because he wasn't. He's still, he's still yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't fired before the game. So anyway, um, as a matter of fact, I ran out. Just like a minute before the game got over, I ran out to try to grab a water from the concession stand. It was already closed. But anyway, walking back to my seat, this guy, his Lakers fans, walking out by himself, and he just says out loud to nobody, 
Well, Luke Walton's getting fired now <laughs> <laughs> because they lost by 42 points because he was already on the hot seat because LeBron's team, I not the Lakers, his personal team, already said the, they aren't interested in Luke Walton being the coach anymore there. The L.A. LeBron's. The L.A. LeBron's. How about um, his kicks, dude? Them all yellow kicks he had on last night? Uh, yeah, well, he he was a Pacers fan, apparently. Um, He's getting rid of those. <laughs> no. To, to, to shift gears that way, though, the Pacers played about as well as you can play. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they play that way every time I go to a game. They just always – they always – it's like a culture there. They always pass the ball really well. They always shoot the ball really well. They don't have any – like Victor Oladipo was an all-star this year, and he's not going to play in the game, obviously, because he's out for the year. But but that's their only star. Everybody else, the, the Corey Josephs, Tyreek Evans – your, you know, Edmund Sumner's, yeah, um, Edmund you know, Sumner career night last night. How about that ex? How about that Xavier, uh, Xavier alum? Xavier fans, yeah. Um, Is he a Xavier alum? Are you in a? Can you be an alum if you never graduated? I feel like you have to graduate, don't you? So then he's just an ex Xavier player. He's just the former Xavier Musketeer, yeah. All right, former. I like that way better. You always word things so much better. I Speaking of, I feel like I gave you a really good compliment just now. Like you know, eh, you're kind of a cute guy. I'm gonna say something really nice to you. <laughs> we Adam Schmidt is in line at the Pacers game. To get, I got a beer. Came over, stood next to him. He's ordering his ice cream, and he says, "I'm gonna have." Chocolate chip cookie dough. It was, uh, it was, oh, it was birthday cake cookie dough with ice cream on top and sprinkles. And, well, first he said that, and I said, that sounds amazing. And the lady looked up at me and said, oh, do you want sprinkles and chocolate too? And I said, why would he not want that? <laughs> so as she proceeds to make said ice cream, she brings it, she brings it out to us, to us. She brings it, <laughs> brings it to Adam you in a bowl. Help, uh... In a bowl, I got my. He's standing next to him, and he grabs a spoon, and she says, "You know, you can grab two spoons, so you guys can share." <laughs> she one hundred percent thought that we were at the game as a couple. Yeah, well, I, we, we, we were, were we were there as a couple, we but were, not a let's not say a romantic. She didn't couple. think that we were heterosexual. How about that? Uh, yeah, that's what that's the that's the feeling I got <laughs> after she suggested that we that we. Uh, and if I was thinking on my feet, which I never do, if I was a witty person, I would have said, "Oh no, we'll just share this one exactly. spoon." <laughs> I feel bad. I didn't catch on, or else I one hundred percent would have played. I know if you would have heard that, you would have you would have jumped right on that thing. But uh, yeah, that was a very funny. Oh man, that's a very funny story. Um, what else happened at the Pacers game that was good? What else <laughs> happened? So when we got there, we got there when the gates opened, so yeah. we were way early, yeah. right? So we went in. We we went into uh, I think it's called the home court, the uh, Pacers gift shop. Oh, basically. the gift shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we walk in there and we walk <laughs> in from inside the arena after we already got in, and uh, you walk in. It's like there's like a it's like a club kind of up there's like a bar up top yep, and yep. a little section with kids stuff up top and then there's and stairs then you, that yeah, go down. You walk down the stairs and walk and then the whole thing is down there. They've got it's it's pretty big. Um, so we're walking down the steps to go to like the biggest section of this thing, and uh, these people were walking up the steps opposite of us. And this this guy goes says something like hey. Where is it? Where is it? And, uh, and he tapped me on the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> He, he kind of gave me a little punch on the shoulder. Not a punch, but, you know, closed fist, little bump on the shoulder. Like, gave, me hey. a little, gave me a little head, you know, getting my attention, gave me a little head nod. So I looked over at him and I said, 
Hey, what's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, good to see you. And kept walking. Because you didn't really know what he said. I had no idea what he said. I had no idea who he was. But he acknowledged you as if he knew you. Oh, 100%. And I was the same way. I heard him say something, and I thought it was something like, hey, wit, or something like that. Like, it seemed like he knew you. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, But I didn't exactly hear the words. So... <laughs> So you turn around and in Chris in, in in perfect Chris Witt fashion acted like you guys have been best friends for years and and uh <laughs> and I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna hug him and um, if I wasn't walking down the steps I would have stopped to talk to him. <laughs> so so as we start walking away from this guy and you guys exchange pleasantries <laughs> um I realized like it hit me a few seconds after he actually said it, he said something like, go Xavier. Because I had a Xavier shirt on. Yes. I had a Xavier shirt on. So that's what he was saying to you. And, and you had no idea, and neither did I at the time. <laughs> and you just were like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, <laughs> I, like, thought he was, I thought he knew who I was, and I was just being nice to make it seem like I knew who he was. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee, because I looked at Adam and said, I have no idea who that guy was. I know he turned around and said, that guy thinks he knows me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's one of those things. That was a good one. Uh, kind of a similar thing happened to me uh, a couple weeks ago. I was in a UDF, and uh, I'm standing there in line to buy whatever I was buying, and there's a guy sitting over, like, in the they have tables and chairs over by yeah, the ice sure. cream thing or whatever, and this guy stands up from across the across the store and is looking over at me, and he kind of looks a little familiar, and he, like, waves and he like kind of starts walking toward me a little bit and i'm like dude i don't, do i know this guy so i like kind of like like just barely lift my hand and do a little wave and like i'm i know i can tell my face has one of those like half smiles but i don't know cuz i don't right. know, uh, know and as soon as i lift my hand and wave to him and try to act exactly like you did try to act like <laughs> oh yeah i remember you even though i don't have any idea who you are the guy in front of me looks over, waves to him. Though they know each other, they the guy's other. waving to the guy in front of me oh, in line. Nice, good. So good. Anyway, well, you did good to not make a big old show about it because I would 100. percent Listen, <laughs> when you got a big old nose like I got, when you got this big giant nose, people just think that I look like everybody. I get people it all think the I time. Look like everybody too. Hey, I get that all the time. Hey, Nick, how are you? No, my <laughs> not, man. I'm Chris. <laughs> oh my bad i'm sorry no it, it's all good happens all the time no. so you got a big nose and they're like yeah he does yeah I'm like i'm just the nose man hey tell nick i said hey yeah mine might be a little more crooked than his but we both got the <laughs> hump on the nose and all that stuff yeah it's 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 a it is what it is <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it was i didn't i didn't you know make a big deal or anything or a big show about it except for the color of red that my face turned up. Sure. Oh, I I'm sure that got some attention yeah. from people. But I guarantee. It. Um, anyway, that was a very embarrassing thing, but kind of a similar thing. I I was to, not embarrassed at all. No, you you're never embarrassed, but nah, I a uh, little bit sometimes. Uh, no, it can it can happen. Name it's, name something that's mm. happened that's that embarrassed you. I don't know that I can think of one off the top of my head, but I know that I, put, I have I put felt, you on the spot. I have felt. Uh, I felt that uh, blush before, you mm -hmm. know, where your face gets a little warm. I felt that feeling. Most of the time, I make people feel that way, <laughs> which um, is extremely fun I can, to do. I can vouch for that. Yeah. I, can vouch for that. I think I've done that to you <laughs> multiple times on this show. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was fun. That was uh, that was another was. story from last night that was 
That was really funny. Great game. Um, Great game. Oh, oh, uh, one more. Uh, so uh, we talk about the three ball, you know, and everybody, uh, when they shoot threes, how <laughs> annoying it is. When, like Lance Stevenson does the three guitar, uh-huh. you know, uh, or he does the, uh, the you see, the three bow and arrow right. uh, from different guys. I found it. We got a new one yesterday. We had three really excited uncoordinated white guys in front of us uh, who continued to try to dance during the game. Well, one of them was trying to dance uh, like if there was a dunk by the Pacers and he was really excited and looked really weird. Uh, Anyway, he came up with a new three uh, call. So he would put his okay, his three in there, Mm -hmm. and he would wave, he would make the wave with his three fingers. Goofiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That guy was. Uh, that guy I was love something. fans. Fans are so weird. Yeah, no, fans are the. I, I we've talked about this before. Sports fans are the worst people in the entire universe. But um, this guy was. <laughs> this guy. He, he was at the top of the this list. This guy was really something. And for me, more than anything, he was sitting directly in front of us, and he had to stand up for everything that happened. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, man. I I mean. You have to stand up every single time they make a shot. Really, yeah. you're the only one in this whole section that's doing that. Yep. So anyway, and anyway. he was in the very first row, by yeah. the way. Wonderful person. So uh, there you go. Did we say who the who the next uh, who the? I'm I'm just jumping all over the place today. Had a couple cups of coffee uh, right before we did this, so I'll probably be up till four in the morning. Ouch. Uh, so did we mention who uh, who the next nickname? Uh, the next NBA nickname game was? I think we did, didn't we? Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. Oh, number five the Admiral, the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, That's right. We did say it. All right. Uh, so there you go. So, um, yeah. So what do you think about this uh, this LeBron James team? I think I think last <laughs> night they were uh, – Worst team ever? They, you know, the Pacers looked incredible. They sure. really, really played really well. At the same time, the Lakers – um, it's it's one of those things. Was it really bad defense or really good offense? It was a little of both. It was it, it was, was a lot. Offense. It was a lot of really good offense. It was some. It was some really. I, I mean, from the Pacers. Yeah. Really good offense. Sure. From the Pacers. Yeah. So, they shot the ball incredibly well from three. Uh, said I think they set a franchise record. It was like seventeen or nineteen threes or something it? like yeah. that. Um, and and a lackluster performance. A lackluster effort. From the Lakers on defense, Here, I think. Um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of lackadaisical defense, but this is the thing: they must have turned the ball over a hundred times. They try, they kept trying to do these little slip screens where they'd come up to set a screen, and as he would slip to the basket, they tried to like dish the ball between three defenders, and and I don't know, it was it was terrible. They it looked like nobody on that court knew where the other person was going to be. Multiple balls thrown completely in opposite directions of where the guy was going. This, this team has a long way to go, and I don't know if it's everybody's got their you know LeBron's just back, so they got to gel again because that's a a very polarizing figure in your offense, or or if they've got this in their head, like some of them think they're going to be gone. You know, they they just they're they're it's it's hard to stay focused when in the back of your mind you know this team's about to get rid of you. Yeah, and uh after t- I think last night everybody still felt like that was a definite possibility. After today, it sounds more like it's not going to happen. Yeah, this Anthony Davis trade, uh which we'll move into the Anthony Davis trade right now. It, it it's it, it, tomorrow's a trade deadline 3 o'clock, and 
it pretty much seems like they're going to wait for to see exactly what Boston has to offer with Tatum because yeah. Tatum seems to be the the key ingredient to it, especially if they watched the Lakers last night and they say, wow, so that's the core group of guys we're going to get for Anthony Davis. We're going to look like that every night. Nah, I'm good. Which is which is why New Orleans is asking for like the three young guys and like four four, four first round picks. Four first round picks. Unbelievable. That's too much. If I'm the Lakers, that's too much to give up in my opinion. Yeah. Um I know it's Anthony Davis. I would listen to every argument you want to make for Anthony Davis being the best player in this league right now. Yeah, but I 100% I would, agree with that. I wouldn't give you my three best young players and four first round picks. I I that's too much for me. No. You turn yourself into a not washed up, but a, but a but a I don't even like to say veteran team. I mean Tyson Chandler. Well, it will be veteran okay. Team. Veteran would Very be right. Veteran team. Maybe washed up veterans in there. I mean Tyson Chandler. Come on, man. Uh, Javel McGee. I mean he's the sh- when you are the most watched shacked in a fool, then you're probably you, there. There's something going on. He's in the Hall of Fame. Shacked, exactly. Shacked Hall. No doubt. Uh, you know, and, and Michael Beasley, Michael Beasley, by the way, speaking of, we did a, a worst hair in the NBA poll. Michael Beasley was a uh, top seed in that. And I first round or not, but that dude not should automatically get a, he should get an MVP of the tournament last night, three different hairdos throughout the game yes. came out warm ups with pigtail dreads. Then, during the game, just took him down, dreads dangling. And then, halfway through, after halftime, he's got a ponytail of dreads. This dude is a phenomenal haircut machine. It was that was a lot of fun. That was fun. I was glad we noticed that. Yeah, because I normally don't pick up on on stuff like that, but but we we noticed it, and it was I was like, man, that's the third, third hairstyle. hairstyle for Michael Beasley. Anyway, anyway, yeah, that was yeah, besides uh, the fact he's he's washed up veteran as well. There's just a lot of um uh, older guys that would be left if they got rid of that core and I don't think this team is good enough to play with it. even if you bring Anthony Davis on. You, yeah. You're going to have to sign a, or either you're either going to have to bring a lot of two-way players up or you're going to have to sign a lot of you know ho-hum guys that just aren't going to fit this season, right? This season. Now, making they're they're trying to do this deal so that they clear enough space where and they bring on Anthony Davis in a trade and they have enough space to sign a third a third star sure. a, a third max guy so you know Durant uh, Kawhi Leonard whoever you know whoever you want to talk into signing yeah you know, all the all the guys that are free agents this year Kyrie um, bunch of good free agents this year um, so. But that that's kind of the idea. But this year, yeah, you make the Anthony Davis trade. This year, I don't think that's going to do anything for you. In the no, no, you're going to be terrible. I mean, you might make the playoffs, but you're not going to do anything. Now, next year, obviously, like we said, it's going to be something. But it's not going to happen. I don't think there will be a trade for Anthony Davis by tomorrow's trade deadline, which means it won't happen until uh, July. What is it? July first. Uh, that they that that Boston can can uh, make an attempt to make the trade. That's when. Kyrie's deals up. Um, so anyway, th- th- yeah, and then a lot of things come up with Kyrie and what can he do, and um, you know, will he go to L.A. if he becomes a free agent? Blah blah blah. It is what it is. This isn't AD. There's not going to be a trade for AD. Although there's a lot. Everybody's putting their best offer on the table right now, and I think they're just 
They're just uh, picking them up. They're going to put them in a file, and they're going to say, talk to you all one more time in July. The Lakers, so there have been so many reports over the last three or four days of of trade offers that uh, the Lakers have made to New Orleans, and it's it's hard to even keep track, and it's hard to tell which ones are real or not. Yeah. I, I, I find myself having to actually just go directly to, like, like Woj's Twitter page and, like, the guys, the real, the, the top NBA writers to make sure to get the information from there because there are so many different pages on all the social media sites that are claiming all these deals and stuff, and you don't know. Some of them seem like they're not real. Yeah. Anyway – but the, the, we do know that the Lakers offered a ton, a ton for Anthony Davis and three or four different, at least different, different offers. offers. And New Orleans either said no or ignored. <laughs> They're the best, not even answering yeah, some of them. The, the best is, the best is uh, you know you're in trouble when you're not even getting a counter offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, I'm su- I was surprised at a couple of them because I'm like, yeah. man, that's a pretty good gave up a lot, pretty good deal. But I think it's smart. It's the it's the way they should handle sure. it. Wait until the off season, then. So will AD eligible. play the rest of the year? Yes, I think he will. Um, they kept him out tonight. He's he's actually finally available. He's been out the last nine games, I think, with a with a sprained index finger or something like that, which sounds like a lot of games to miss for that. But. He is available tonight. Alvin Gentry said, yes, he's available tonight, but we are not playing him until after the trade deadline. So he specifically, he oh, flat well, out I came mean, out and yeah, said, yeah, I mean, just being that. honest. So good right. for him. Well, I, I don't know how much he's going to play. He's going to play limited minutes the rest of the year because now this is your this is your franchise, not the player of who's going to be with you forever, but this is your next five years of what are we going to get in return for him. So I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't play him. I'd, I'd find he's a little injury prone anyway. Um, Although the uh, the Mavericks and Knicks uh, proved that you can trade a star in the middle of his uh, ACL rehab. Yes, <laughs> um, exactly. When uh, the Knicks traded Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps to- Porzingis. This trade, I'm sorry, get finish who no, the trade was. The what Mavericks. the trade was? Yeah, four. Oh, so it was it was Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the third guy from the Knicks was. Um, I couldn't even tell you. No, it was uh yeah light skinned guy. The um, shoot, I'll get it. Uh, four. I believe you. To the Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, Trey uh, Trey Burke was another guy from the Knicks to the, right? Yeah. You're killing me. I know. All right, so um, it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. Christoph, that was kind of the surprise. So we go on Wednesdays, Thursday morning, this trade goes down. And, I mean, this is one of those things where if it would have happened Wednesday, this probably would have been most of the show talking about, I mean, what – what what uh, DeAndre Jordan was another. There you go. What the Mavericks are trying to do uh, with, with bringing in Christoph Porzingis – it's like they feel like they're going to do everything they can to replace Dirk Nowitzki, right? I mean, I you, guess. I, guess. I mean, you just got to get as many European big white guys that can shoot and and until you can find a replacement for Dirk. Yeah, I mean, I they're really really excited about Luka Doncic right now. I mean, I, I Dirk's an fun, afterthought right how now. How much fun is it going to be to watch Luka in this Kristaps Porzingis? I mean, this uh, these two the, it brings the Mavericks back into back into a uh, into a contending team again. Well, we'll see. I mean, it, until Kristaps comes back, he's got to come back and play and be as good as he was before. Yeah. 
Um, Which I totally believe that he can do. He may, yeah. Um, I I mean, I thought the Mavericks were going to be better than they are, and they're not bad. They're, I think, a few games under 500, but um, I thought they might ha- have a chance to really do something. <clears throat> Dennis Smith Jr. has not been the kind of player people thought he was going to be so nah. far. He's only yeah. in his second year, I think. But um, And I thought DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan has underperformed quite a bit this year. Um, I, I'm a big DeAndre Jordan guy, and he's not played that well. Um, but anyway, so which is why – he is uh, – the Knicks are likely going to – he's probably going to clear waivers and they're going to release him. Yeah, they'll probably and release him. He'll yeah. get a chance to, to get on with somebody, probably a contender. Good, which would be good for him because that might be what he needs. But the So, Luka Doncic, 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 I can't even say that dude's name. Luka, I'm just going to call him Luka for sure. the uh, remainder of the nosebleeds lifetime. Luka, Giannis. Luca and Giannis. Luca, Luca is uh, this kid. I like him a lot, and I know that you're, you like him, but you don't like him as much as everybody else does. You don't think he's, you don't think he's all star starter worthy. No, and, yeah, that and all it. that. But I think this kid's a lot of fun to watch, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's fun. He's a, he's got, he's got personality. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, and I think Christoph Porzingis and that kid together could be a lot of fun. I think Mark Cuban's got. Mark Cuban's got his next uh, little Dirk fix for a while. Yeah, I'm uh, not a not a Mark Cuban guy myself, but as far as owners go, very good owner. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're a player, that's the dude you want to own your team. Yeah, I, I cannot stand watching the guy. I sure. can't stand listening to him talk. Yeah. He kind of reminds he, me of the guy who sat in front of us at the Pacers game. Yeah, he's stand uh, up and yell he's, he's weird worse. things all the time for no reason. Yeah, he 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 just rubs me that, the wrong way. If that dude was in the first row, the guy who was in front of us last night, if that dude was in the first row, he'd been a bit. He would have been as bad as Mark Cuban. <laughs> he would have been the Mark Cuban. He of was the yelling game. at one point in time, screaming at the top of his lungs. Out of we were in the third, yeah, we were in the Murray, third, the, yeah. the, the the second row, of the third deck. At the, at uh, Bangers Life Fieldhouse, and he is screaming like he's actually talking to one of the referees. Who that dude does not hear you? No. Why are you doing this? No. Oh my God, you're annoying the hell out of me. Anyway, <laughs> besides the point. So so the Porzingis, I'm I'm kind of excited about that. That's interesting. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how it all plays out. The Knicks. Uh, obviously, they're they're just making deals now to try to clear as much space as possible to be able to sign some free agents. By the way, Anthony Davis did come out. His agent came out with his four teams that he is willing to oh, sign. Oh, yeah, that's right. With. Who were the four teams? It was the Knicks, Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Clippers. The Clippers, huh? Oh, man, the Bucks. See, I – Yes. Man, him and Giannis together, he's got – yeah, I don't it, know how that one fits. I don't. I don't like that fit. I don't like. It, I don't like that fit. It seems. Yeah, it seems like I. I wouldn't be totally sure how that's going to fit. Um, but you know that he did play with Demarcus Cousins the last couple of years too. Yeah, but the way that the way that uh, Giannis attacks the rim with ferocity, it is. Oh, how about that? Attacks the rim with ferocity. I feel like Stephen A. Smith right now. <laughs> Uh, the way that he attacks the rim with ferocity, uh, man, I'm going to continue to say that because I really like the way that sounds. <laughs> Do it. So the way that Giannis attacks the rim with ferocity, it 
kind of plays against a guy like Anthony Davis who likes to play a little bit under the basket, back to the basket, and then at the same time can get out and kick, and and he's not going to have the time to move inside, outside, and make things happen with a guy like – I just don't think with a guy like Giannis that would work the same as it would with a guy like LeBron who also does the same and can attack, but – He's a little slower now, and he's more of a of a of a, uh, a, a, a not a ball hog, but you know a point guard in the offense, and he's letting things happen, and that that would that gives Anthony Davis time to find the best spot on the court uh, to get the best shot. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't know if any of that makes Le- any Le- sense. No, but. it does. It does. LeBron is a definitely a very different player. LeBron is. When he first came into the league, he, he was a lot like Giannis. Oh, 100% when he first came in. He's not the same guy now, that's for sure. <clears throat> so, you know, super athletic freak and would attack the rim and, and finish all the with time ferocity? around the rim. With ferocity, if you will. Um, Is it ferocity or ferocity? For I would say ferocity. I, I think it sounds better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they were, they were similar players. You're exactly right. I agree with you that – uh, LeBron, and we saw it a lot last night. In fact, I thought LeBron was way too passive. He was he, extremely passive. It almost looked like he was, he he still, even when he was jogging down, it looked like he was kind of babying that that groin hamstring area. Like like he didn't want to go full bore. He was very passive, though. I completely agree. Wh- with which that. is interesting because his first game back was last Thursday, and he was he had like twenty six, thirteen, and nine or something like that. Yeah, and, and they won, and then he took. He took the Saturday night game off against the Warriors, so he had four days of rest in between that game where he came back the first night. My man tightened up a little bit. Tore it up, maybe I guess so. But yeah. it's yeah, he just he just looked like he was kind of favorite. I, I still know. I think AD's best fit would be LA personally, not just because I love love LeBron and want to see great things happen for LeBron. I just truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, I can see him. I, I do have a hard time seeing how he would fit in Milwaukee. And from what I understand, Milwaukee and the Clippers are kind of just like show uh, show teams or whatever. It's really between the Lakers and the Knicks, and it's really the Lakers. <laughs> right, But the and, and I think a lot of that is is to let other teams out there know who are putting – these pieces out on the table to to try to get a trade with New Orleans. If you're not one of these four teams, don't expect me to be with you for more than one year. Exactly. It, I'm gonna. It's gonna be one year, and I'm gone. Including the Celtics, who exactly. seem to be the front runner to to possibly be able to make an offer that the New Orleans Pelicans will accept this offseason. But it's a complete chess game because because the 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 Pelicans want the best trade value. They want the best trade they can get. But the best trade they can get is coming from a team now that Anthony Davis has made it pretty clear that he's not going to re-sign with if he goes there. So in, in what world do you want to give up a, a Jason Tatum and, and, and your whole core of young players for Anthony Davis if you're not guaranteed to keep him? The Celtics have, I think, four first-round draft picks this year. Why would you, why would you want to get rid of all that for somebody that you're going to have for one year? I, that's exactly where I'm at. I I don't think I think it is pretty clear unless they're really convinced. That I would love to see the Celtics get to that July 1st and say, "Nah, man, we're good. We got nothing to even. We don't even want to give you anything." 
or or here you go. Here's here's two first round picks. You give me AD for that. And that yeah, and then they'll say no, and and they'll go back and forth a couple of times, and then it'll be, oh okay, well okay, Lakers, make me the same offer that you made me, uh, you know, f- f- five months ago, and we'll figure something. I guess yeah, we'll just and take now, it now. Now the ball's in the Lakers court. <clears throat> right. Yep. It's gonna be. It's going to be interesting. Like you said, the trade deadline is tomorrow, three o'clock Thursday at 3 o'clock. You might be listening to this on one of the other uh, outlets, and it may be today or it may have been yesterday or whenever you're listening to this. Whenever anyways, you listen to it. Um, it's going to be exciting, this? man. There, Thursday the 7th. Thursday the February 7th. February 7th is the trade deadline, 3 o'clock. There were several trades made today. There, were, there was another one last night, uh, the next biggest one that's been made so far that – there were six players involved. Essentially, the biggest one is Tobias Harris get going to the Sixers. Um, that's gonna be that's another interesting one that I'm not sure I'm not sure the fit is there. Um, that a lot of people were saying like uh, I feel like a lot of I'm hearing a lot of okay now this is another move the Sixers made that's gonna put them right at the top of the Eastern Conference. There, I'm not sure, man. He's kind of Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris and Bede. Um, you have a you, you have a whole lot of uh, non-position players. Yeah, I mean, and Bede's a, a pretty Bede's clear a center, center yeah. but um, but you know Simmons is a point guard in a forward's body. He's six ten or whatever. Um, he but he can't shoot the ball at all. Great passer, so he's he's. Valuable on the offensive end, but not nearly as valuable as he would be if he could shoot the ball at all. He like sure. might be the worst shooter in the league. Um, is it, I, some I heard somewhere he's he's been trying to shoot with both hands now just to try to find out which what handed he might be best at hey, shooting. I mean, Tristan Thompson did that at the free throw line a few years ago, yep. and he, yep. he started making free throws at a better percentage. But um, I don't know. It's going to be. I, I hope it works out because I want to. I'm actually excited about the Eastern Conference this year in the playoffs. Oh yeah, there's I mean, no you doubt. Got, you have four really good teams that all, four teams that legitimately could come out of the East, and I think that's going to make for a really fun quarterfinals. Hopefully, all four of those teams end up end up there. I'm going to uh, tell you, I'm looking. I'm looking forward more to the NBA offseason this year because you got Kawhi, you got Kyrie, you got this AD stuff. There's a lot. A lot of things that are going to happen this offseason, and it is going to be fun. The NBA has made the offseason fun. Like baseball this year, it's been a little slow. Not a little. It's It's been been very very slow. slow. The Reds have made some moves. To be honest, nobody else has really made any kind of moves. And that is what the NBA has done with this. Uh, you call it collusion, call it whatever you want. These players running teams now, you know, deciding, telling teams where they want to go, where they're going to be, you know, put it out there. I'll, I'll, here's fifty thousand dollars. Now Anthony Davis, he he paid that fifty grand, and every single day he's now talking about where he wants to go. Uh, you know, thank <laughs> you to New Orleans, we appreciate. It. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 that the I NBA enjoy is I enjoy it. It's it's I becoming it. fun. It's I feel like the NBA I'm very biased You're by the super way of course. But but the trade deadline, the off season, uh even the draft, I mean I get way more into those things in the NBA than any other sport and I love baseball too. Um, but it's just, I don't know, the NBA just makes it so exciting. And, you know, NBA Twitter, if you're on Twitter, there's I don't know that there's anything better 
on Twitter than like NBA stuff. It's just it's so much fun. It's it's they do such a good job of of marketing and making it like really buying into that stuff. Sure. You yeah. know? Um, so anyway, it's fun. And and I so we can move on to to our next thing. But because we're finishing up the basketball talk, let me, I have two swipe left, swipe right for Let's you. Let's do it. Swipe left, swipe right. You would trade the Cincinnati Bengals for an NBA franchise. A swipe right, I would. Now, most people in Cincinnati, I mean, that's a that's a hard swipe left for most people, but I would. Especially, I mean, you know, people are starting to get a little more excited again because they got a new head coach. Uh, they got the, the um, quarterback's coach from the Rams, so that happened right away on Monday, which I know you, you don't like that. Yeah. Uh, give the guy some time to celebrate. But that's just how it goes, man. It's work. You, you, you know, it is what it is. So uh, he's announced we got a new – you know, that that's – it brings a little excitement in um you know people are talking about you know will the will the bang will Kyler Murray be there when when the Bengals uh come up and stuff like that him and Baker Mayfield playing each other twice a year would be fun but no to be honest yes I would take I'd rather have an NBA franchise here than than the NFL and don't get me wrong I love the Bengals but if you're going to make me choose I would take an NBA team I, I'm sure you know that's pretty easy. I know what right you're doing. Me. Yeah, you could care less. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% there. All right, what's your next one? Last one I have is swipe left or swipe right. The Miami Heat are uh, retiring Chris Bosch's jersey. Are you serious? In March. I did not see this. Swipe left. Listen, to me, that is sacred, man. Like, like the Yankees, I feel like, have way too many retired numbers, uh, although they've had – a lot of phenomenal players but the the point is is that is sacred like you have to be a top i don't know i want to not even 1% of your franchise's history you have to be like the top 0.1.1% of what that franchise's uh best players were and chris bosh is not any of that Chris Bosch was a role player on a championship team for four years, five years. That's what? it. He was a he was an all star, maybe a superstar in Toronto. And then, that's fine. If that, Toronto wants to retire his jersey, go ahead. <laughs> right. But what? How he was? That's like like if like LeBron or uh, like Michael Jordan having his number retired by the Wizards. Like he was not he was not one of the greatest players in Wizards history. He was. He was. Yes. Ev- yes, he is. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe he was. And that says more about the Wizards. That's history exactly than, than it is about Michael Jordan. But I. But okay. So maybe that's not the best example. But you know what I'm saying. Like uh, number you know, 23 should be retired throughout all of the NBA, just like number 42 is in NBA. I completely. Anyway. I completely agree. I think they should retire LeBron James's number. I think that should always be. Uh, uh, I think it should be a number retired by the entire NBA. Hmm. Yeah, that's not exactly what I was thinking, but we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I th- the Chris Bosh thing I thought was interesting. I, it raised my eyebrows. Swipe left. Um, what do you say? I, you know, right away I would have said swipe left. He averaged, You're thinking about it. He averaged 18 points and seven rebounds. Woo, man. Yeah. Oh, killer. Right, what right. an unbelievable player. But but he, if you look at his production before he got there, Every all of his numbers went down as soon as he got the very next season. Well, he he, he you you went onto a team with, with you LeBron know, two, James. Well, it's LeBron and Dwayne Wade at mm-hmm. that time because LeBron wasn't the LeBron we know now 
when he first got to Miami. That was not the same LeBron James as he is now. He was better then. <laughs> he was a better player, but uh, you know the crunch time stuff, and you know uh, he got some. He got some the the clutch the clutch gene that everybody said he didn't have. There was it wasn't the same guy. Um, don't get me wrong; he was the best player in the universe at the time, and but, Dwayne Wade was still was probably you know in the top three players in the NBA at the time. But Chris Bosh wasn't there. I mean it. What are you going to do? Sorry, you become a role player. He, you did because of LeBron James. So, and that's why you know. Same but he didn't thing. put the numbers up. You don't put the numbers up, brother. You got to you got to put the numbers up to get your jersey. Retired. But he only didn't put the numbers up because he took a backseat to LeBron. Which, Sorry about your luck. Well, he made. I'm him. not saying that he wasn't a great player and that he wasn't a huge part of those teams, but he's not jersey retired. Great. It's an interesting thing, yeah, because he, he ended up playing six years there, which he played seven in Toronto and then six. And so basically half of his career he did end up playing. And what's funny is I didn't realize it, but the two years after LeBron left, he played two more years, partial seasons, because he had all that trouble with his heart and everything, the yeah. stuff that made him right. have to have to uh, end up retiring. But he his numbers actually jumped back up in his th- Age thirty and thirty one seasons with the with the health issues, yeah. his numbers went up it's because he got to play. LeBron. He got to be Chris Bosh again, <laughs> right? And uh, so that that's interesting to me. And that that kind of I'm proves... not going to retire your number off what you could have been. If that's but, the but case, but it's what he was though. He what he, he was in himself, Toronto. He made himself a a better player for the team by not being the same player he was in Toronto. That's awesome. That is a great team player. That is exactly what I want of a teammate. That is awesome. But am I going to retire your jersey because of it? No, I'm not going to do that. So I'm just saying on that side of things. Retiring jersey is, I mean, let's be honest, that's 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 one step better than the Hall of Fame. Not every Hall of Famer has their jersey retired, Right. Not, I, not. Every I would Hall hope f- they would because, well, not every team does that. Not every team retires jerseys like mm, that. I don't think. I think a lot of teams. So most, there, there uh, are there do. are teams that retire jerseys of guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame, but there are Hall of Famers that ha- don't have their jerseys retired. So, I mean, it's, dude, it's a, it's the a, Hall of Fame is is uh, above, the top of the top. I mean, you're Zydrunas right. Ogalskis has his jersey retired in Cleveland. He's not a Hall of Famer. You I know. just don't understand. Uh, maybe the NBA, maybe I don't understand the NBA as much as I think of baseball. Where when you get your jersey retired, that is as sacred a thing it should be as there is. And maybe I think of it specifically that way because I'm a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. You're a basketball guy. I'm a baseball guy. That is how I think of it. But maybe I don't see it the same way. I didn't know Zelgowski's head is numbered more retired and there. more and more players like that are getting their jerseys retired which is odd to me i'm with you i i think it's strange i think you have to be like an all-time great they're not gonna have numbers there's not gonna be numbers left if elgowskis is getting his number (laughs) retired no one will ever wear number 11 again for the cleveland cavaliers (laughs) so crazy (laughs) i mean if that's the case then they should then they're gonna have to retire kyrie irving's number they're gonna have to retire i mean I mean, Zildrin, you almost got to retire Anderson Verzhal's number if you're going to retire Agalskis' number. Dewan Wagner, what a, Ricky it's Davis. Crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> anyway, besides the point. Okay, so so, so let's, let's get let's on to our, on our last yeah. thing. So our last uh, our last segment, our last topic of the night. Uh, I know we got some people out there that were hoping to listen to it, uh, listen to what we had to say uh, about 
the new rule changes that are being put out there in the NBA. So, my man, what do you think about – you're going to have to give them to me because I've heard there's been some crazy talk about these rule changes. I haven't seen all of them. Uh, had, I've heard some things. So, you tell me what they are. I'm going to go off the cuff and let you know what I think just first, first, first time I hear it. So, right now, it's just the – it's just Major League Baseball, the owners speaking with the Players Association about these possible. So, so these but are rules. No, here's my question, though, before we start this. Mm-hmm. Are these rule changes they're talking about could possibly go into effect this year? Yes. As soon as this year. Possibly, but not 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 all yeah. of them. I'm going to take that into consideration as we talk about these because that's going to be a big part of it. Go ahead. Okay. So, and this is just, this isn't from each side. or This is collectively both sides have made have made offers and counter offers not offers but you know suggested sure. these rule changes that makes more sense for them especially the players association they want certain things um number one the biggest one is the designated hitter in the national league okay so i thought about this a lot because this is the only one that i actually paid attention to that i had actually heard about I used to hate the DH. I thought it was not baseball, things like that. Uh, saw something. I, I didn't see it. I heard it. Somebody was telling me the number of pitchers that, that came to the plate and their batting average was a total of like 1.4 or something like that, uh, which is to me has always been part of baseball. I, I think I'm, a, I'm, thinking I'm starting to come around to being okay with the designated hitter in the National League, uh, as it just being part of the game, the way pitchers are used now. Uh, I, I, I'm coming around on it. I, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm coming around on it. My thing for this rule is you cannot bring this rule into effect this year. No. There are too many teams that have that have formed their teams around the way uh, that the National League is set up now. Uh, no, you, the, the, the DH has become... A, you know, when we first had the DH, you just took somebody off the bench and threw them in the game. I mean, that's a position now. Like there are people like like a guy like Matt Kemp. The Reds, the Reds, uh, traded for Matt Kemp, and they are going to they are constantly putting him out there in some of these trade rumors that they got. I mean, it was kind of a turnaround thing. Get Matt Kemp, maybe possibly get something for him, send him to an American League team where he can DH and play a little bit in the field. If that's the case, and they bring DH to the National League, now all of a sudden Matt Kemp's my DH. I mean, I don't know who else. I mean, I'm I'm keeping him on this team as a DH. So that's it's it's a big part. I don't like it this year. I think I think if you're going to do it, you say okay. In two years, we bring the DH into the National League. You can start forming teams around it, thinking about what you're going to do. But as of right now, I, I hate that, uh, and I hate it because I always hated the DH. Always hated the DH. I thought that wasn't baseball. You know, pitchers moving runners over, but learning how to bunt. Uh, let's be honest, man. I'm trying not to be the old man. I'm trying hard, dude. It's hard. Like right now, I'm I'm con- I'm going back and forth with myself right now about this. It's hard. I don't want to be that old baseball guy. I want to be the new guy that gets things moving. I think it'll help the game. So do I. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on this. Even as far back as as saying. I used to say the DH isn't baseball. Everybody that plays in the field bats, including the pitcher. I'm not so much that anymore. I, I, If you don't want the DH in the National League, then take it out of the American League. I want it either way in both leagues. 
I mean, I, it's I'm, all I'm fine either way. It's, I mean, it is fun sometimes to see the American League have to have to hit their pitcher in the World Series. You know, it's a it's a cat and mouse game, things like that. But the National League teams are at a disadvantage when they go to an American League park and have to and have to use a DH because they're not set up that way. Correct. Which is probably a big reason why the American League has been so good as of late. Yeah, and, and uh, Tyler Roop, our guy Tyler, mentioned this. Um, pitchers this past year hit 116. Oh, I was off by 30. And and it was an all-time low batting average and OPS for pitchers ever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – I'm, I'm okay with it. Don't do it this year. Right. Give me two years. But I, I'm – I'm okay with it. Okay, good. All right, so moving on from there um, – Pitchers have to face a minimum of three batters. No, I don't like that. Okay. I think that's stupid. Okay. No, I if you it's your bullpen, use it how you want to use it. I don't think you. Yeah, that's no. I don't. Uh, call me old school or whatever. Listen, the left-handed specialist has become such a big thing in baseball. I like that. I like to have that guy. I need one guy to come in and and stop. You know. I'd say Joey Votto, but he it's just as good against lefties as he does righties. But you know, come in against a lefty and, and do what he needs to do. I I do not like I do not like the the fact that you would tell me there's a minimum number of hitters that my guy can face. I know if he goes out there and he struggles and I see something against that first guy, and I I shouldn't have to be set on him pitching out there for the next two. If I'm not comfortable with him, if I see he doesn't have his best stuff, I shouldn't have to be able to leave him. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Don't tell me what to do. Well, don't tell it. me to buckle my seatbelt. Tell me I have to do this. Don't tell me I have to do any of you this stuff. You should buckle your seatbelt. You should buckle your seatbelt, <laughs> but don't tell me I have to. You have to. It's the law. That's what I mean. Don't make this a law. Okay. Don't make this but, a rule. But but the, the I do I buckle my seatbelt. Mom, dad, I buckle my seatbelt everywhere this, I go. But the seatbelt should be a law and 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 you should you should be told. To okay, I'm gonna get myself in trouble by saying all this. It was it was just a it was just a, a you know just saying something. Anyway, so what the, do you think the three? Well, let me let me go into this. The three minimum of three batters goes along with two or three other rules they're talking about. As you know, the the big thing the last few years has been trying to speed up the game, right? Okay, and, and we could get into a whole debate about that. But aside from that. That goes along with 20-second pitch clock, which we know Rob Manfred's been talking about for, for a few years now. What's it at now? To, What's that um, pitch clock at I, now? I don't know that there's really a pitch clock. I think there's just an in-between batters. Uh, oh. I think there's 25-second thing Okay, or I whatever. thought that was the same deal. Um, there's uh, there's also a uh, – so the, the roster is going to expand from 25 to 26, but you can only have a maximum of 12 pitchers. Okay, so, I mean, I, I, so that's whatever. one of them. I'm fine with that. Maximum twelve pitchers, along with the uh, pitch clock, along with the um, three batter uh, minimum three batters, uh, going from six mound visits to five. All of those things together are trying to limit the amount of times under- guys visit the mound. Pitching changes. Those are the things that they're trying to do to speed up the game. Okay, so. So me, myself, and I. This is this is what I baseball games. I could sit and watch a game all day. TV, at the game, it doesn't bother me. But I understand speeding up the game. It's the way the world is now. It's now boom, 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 boom. Let's get it go. Let's go. So, the 
pitch clock or whatever, how many, how much time in between pitches, I'm good with that. I don't care about that because, you know, that is what it is. The mound visits, six to five, I mean, they're going to find a way around that, number one. Number two, what's, what is the punishment going to be? What's the punishment? If, there's, if you can have six mound visits and I walk out to the mound a seventh time, what's the punishment? Well, you can't. The umpire just wouldn't allow it. So you're telling me if I'm a catcher, all right, I'm Buster Posey, and I got Angel Hernandez behind me. Well, and I stand up and I just walk out to the mound. What's Angel? He's gonna grab my belt. There's there's got to be a punishment. No, if I if I get out of my crouch, throw it back punishment. to him and take off and go over there. What's the punishment? So you gotta make you gotta. There's gotta be uh, there's gotta be a um, there's gotta be I say punishment consequences uh, consequence. Kind, there's yeah. gotta be something that happens. Is it the next pitch is a ball? I mean, I, you know, what, what, what there's got to be something. Maybe there's what an out it? or something like that. Yeah. Well, it, I, should, it won't be an out because that would help that would help the defense. You're Or no, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. So it's either going to yeah. I mean, you can't just let the guy go to first base if you do. I mean, maybe you do. I don't maybe know. It's, maybe yeah, that's that's Maybe pretty, it's like a balk. I mean, Everybody advances. Okay, but if there's nobody on base, well then sure, yeah, I'm going to take nothing. that there. Right. Uh I, that's that's my thing. I need to know what what the what the consequences Two, I don't really care about that because if I'm a catcher and I want to talk to my pitcher, uh, I just find a new way to do it. You know, I'll come up with yell to him from the plate. No, it's signs. (laughs) You do everything's in signs. Anyway, Mm -hmm. if, if I need to go out there and calm him down, if that's the whole point of it is to go calm him down. Or if you want to, you got to go over, uh, you know, uh, say there's a guy on second and you feel like he's getting some signs and you want to switch things up. Then you just come up with a new sign to indicate your switching signs. It's I know it sounds crazy, but it's doable. That's what would probably happen. So whatever, limit it. But tell me what. Tell me how you're going to limit it. Because if I want to go visit the mound, I'm going to go visit the mound, and I'm going to turn around to Angel Hernandez. I'm going to tell him to stick it up his backside. Ejection. That could be a consequence. Oh well, that's what I mean. How severe is the consequence going to be if the guy gets a ball? Okay, whatever. I'm going to walk out and go talk to him then. Yeah. If he gets first or I get ejected, then yeah. Or the pitcher gets ejected, then sure. It shouldn't be the pitcher. It should be whoever goes out there. But, yeah. Anyway, what do you think? Uh, was, uh, the pitch clock I'm that, okay with. That makes uh, that makes sense to me. Uh, um, we do have to – and I don't think they've talked about that, I, at least not that I know of what the consequences are. But I think it has to be something like that. If you're going to be serious about it, there has to be a consequence, and it has to be something meaningful. That's like right? that's like me looking at my looking at my son and and saying, "Hey, if you don't stop standing on the table, I'm going to come over there and bust your butt." And then he stands on the table, and I just keep saying, "I'm telling you, I'm coming over there. I'm going to come over there." And all night long, he stands on the table, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it's yeah. a rule, and I'm going to tell you not to do it. But what's the consequence? There's got to be something there. Sure. Yep. Um, Typical millennial parenting. I'm fine. That's exactly what baseball's trying to do. Millennial parenting. Um, I'm I'm good with speeding up the game a little bit. Um, I but I I do, and I think we're the same. We still do have some of that old school. Uh, you, you should. Know, you need to. About it. Yeah. You need to. But you, know, you can mix it. We don't. Mix it up. We don't want to take away the strategy of the game. But on the other hand, I'm open to making some adjustments. And some of these are fine. I'm fine with these. If you make them work and it doesn't affect the game too much, then I'm okay with it. Um, but it's it's I don't know. It's tough. You're gonna have I to really dislike the telling me I can only throw. I have to throw to three te- the three batters. I 
really I understand that. it. I understand I understand they rule. don't want you to continuously bring in new pitchers, but if I put a guy out there and he just doesn't have it and I can see right off the bat, that's that's malarkey that I have to sit there and wait for him to throw to two more batters. Well, that's I mean, that could happen any time with any guy any night. In I mean, what sport in what sport anywhere are you when you put someone into a game, you have to keep them in the game for a certain amount of time? None. There's probably none. none. I only know the rules of like three sports, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe I, in maybe in cricket you have to stay in for like two pitches. Dude, or cricket games can whatever. last for weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's why. See, that's exactly why. They need some of these rules to speed that's up the fine. game. You talk about speeding up See? a game, cricket's the wrong one. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. They can you can you can be at bat in cricket for like three days. Just one guy at bat. Yeah. I don't I really don't know how it works, but I'm pretty sure I, that's how it goes. Anyway, <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh that's that just that would annoy me. That would greatly greatly annoy me what's the next one here's another one that they've talked about the last couple years um and and it says specifically here that they would have to uh try it out in spring training in the all-star game first but and i like that they do that a lot of and oh they'll, or they'll put it in the minor leagues uh and let them get going on it yeah but um any extra inning uh every half inning in extra innings they start with a runner on second um mm. That's a tough one for me. Like, they do that in softball to make the game go – softball. How goofy is that? Talk about men <laughs> playing slow pitch slow pitch softball, which I loved for so many years. Anyway, uh, that's what they do in softball. You get into into extra innings. Some, sometimes they have that rule uh, where you start with a man on second. Um, well, that's because there's another game waiting to start. Sure, when and that's true. But And I'm not – I don't know, man. I, I don't think – I don't think you give someone a runner. I don't I don't I don't I don't like that one. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm still I'm still too old school for that. I'm I'm exactly the same. It's it's funny how how much we agree on all this stuff. Um Well, we're like the same person, you know. We're both very outgoing. We're both, you know, we're both really uh really set laid back at the same time, you know, we're we're just the same person. I am neither outgoing nor laid back. <laughs> no. You're not laid back. I'm just kidding. No, I'm. No, I'm I think you're I'm pretty mostly, laid back. I'm mostly laid back. I'm not outgoing though. Laid back, laid back. Um, <laughs> so before you get into too many uh, Snoop Dogg lyrics, the next one is, uh, let's see. <laughs> there's there's one that tweaks the draft order to reward winning teams and penalize. I could care. I could team. care less about that because the end, the Major League Baseball draft is the weirdest draft of anything. There's like 487 rounds, and you can get all these extra picks based on all kinds of goofy rules. Mm-hmm. I could that go ahead, whatever. Make the make the draft even more confusing than it already is. That's why you're the only big three sport that nobody cares what nobody watches or cares about your draft. Yeah, that's that's a good so point. So go ahead, do what you want. I don't care about that. But but it would mostly affect the top, you know, because you don't want the you don't want the Red Sox and the Cubs, you know, when they're winning their yeah. leagues to have the first and second pick, right? Well, they'll I make mean, then they'll just start making different They'll just start going about trades differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm fine with it. Go ahead, then then fine. I mean, it, most of these teams, there's uh, 
they are built there's a lot of teams that are built from from your own farm system but these minor league systems are so huge now that there's so many trades that go on before these guys ever even make it up so your best player in your minor league system that you bring up may not even be somebody you originally drafted so whatever do what you want i don't care so so it was it was my task to keep an eye on the uh on the Facebook live feed yeah. and, and Tyler Roop is working his butt off in this thing. And yeah. I gotta, I gotta sh- shoot this one out there. His punishment for too many mound visits, death by guillotine. <laughs> okay. That's I think, good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you will not go out for I'm an extra you, mound visit. I'm going to tell you right if now. Your head's getting cut look, off by I've a got, giant razor falling razor. Blade. I am going to have some kind of markings on my body somewhere to make sure that I always remember. I, before I got up the first time to go ma- visit the mound, I'm going to turn around to the umpire and say, how, how many times have I been there? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, you ain't been out there yet. But don't lie to me, dude. If it's six <laughs> or if it's four and I'm about to have five or five to six, I, I need to know. In fact, if the new I rule like, is, if I the, like my melon way too much. If the new rule is five, I'm just gonna keep it at three just to be safe. Yes. I'm never going past I'm never going to the mountain more than three times. <laughs> I yeah, like you that. got the you got the manager in there going, Go talk to him, go talk to him, go talk to him. <laughs> nah, man, you go talk to him. <laughs> All right, death by guillotine. I love that. That's good. Um <laughs> Okay, um, I think we just about covered them all. I like there. wedgie. I think you should get a wedgie. I think, I think <laughs> a wedgie. I think the umpire should have to give you a wedgie. Um, that I just would see be. Angel Hernandez grabbing for Buster Posey's belt and just grabbing his jock strap and just yeah. Not like that would really hurt. That's not even a wedgie. Yeah, yeah, you yeah would it's just... not even a wedgie. You're just lifting me up. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically a harness. You're yeah. like <laughs> exactly you're like the. Pacers mascot that gets elevated to the ceiling. Man, I thought he was going to hit the hit the screen when he was coming down. That dude scares me way too much. He does it every single game the yeah. same way. It's that mascot is actually pretty incredible. Yeah, that dude's a. I mean, I dude, can't stand that, mascots. I think they're the dumbest thing in sports. But oh, for real? Oh yeah. Oh, I love Mas- mascots. mascots, dude. For years, worst. that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> They're, like I'm always a great mascot. I always wanted except to be, for like the oh, except for the fact that they're doing flips yeah, and like stuff like mean. that. I can't do that. But like the uh, the the uh, I always wanted to be a radio broadcaster for years. But then then there was like a year or two where I thought, dude, h- how flipping cool would it be to just be a mascot? Put a head on, never say a word to anybody, and just mess with everybody you possibly can. You can get away with a lot of stuff in a oh mascot. Oh my god, outfit. yes you can. <laughs> oh, I would have had so much fun with that back in my early 20s. That's, anyway, that is a that is one of those you kind of fun YouTube wormholes to fall down oh, boy, because there some, there oh. have been some serious like some actual real fights with oh, people in mascot uniforms. Big time, yeah. And and they're like real, but you like never really know for sure because it's a mascot and they're always goofing around. Yeah, like how much did that really hurt me punching your face with all that <laughs> but all that cushion? But it's real. Yeah. I mean, there was I forget who it was uh in an NBA arena uh 
a, a mascot dumped like a bucket of popcorn. The on Bulls a, guy. It was the wasn't it the was Bulls? It? I, oh, maybe. Maybe I, I don't know. I anyway. can't remember. But so you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. So the so the guy dumped like a beer on top of the mascot head or something. So the mascot went and got like a whole bucket of water or something, dumped it on the guy. The guy gets up and they're like about to go at it and they're like pushing Holding and back, shoving yeah. and throwing stuff at each I'm other. I'm pulling that head off, dude. I'm pulling that. Head. I'm <laughs> oh, going straight sure. hockey style. I'm pulling the hat off. <laughs> We're going at it. <laughs> Dump water on me. No. Very last rule. This is interesting. Okay, you mentioned one. you mentioned Kyler Murray as a possible draft pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. Correct. He the Kyler Murray rule is what they're talking about here. A rule that would permit two sport athletes, such as Kyler Murray, to sign major league contracts to play baseball. Like from from the draft, were they being not drafted to now? Well, I think you have to sign. You sign a minor league deal, right? I mean, oh, oh, you I get, get a signing it. bonus and stuff I see. like that too. I but. see, I see. So you're saying like when you get drafted, instead of having you know you get your bonus and then you're signed to a minor league deal, which is like pennies, in order to keep those guys in baseball, be allowed to sign them immediately to a major league contract. Yes. Um, so that's the, that's the whole deal because the minor, it, it, first off, what needs to what really needs to change is minor league baseball contracts because those dudes make like 30 grand a year. It's, uh, they get, some of them get really nice signing bonuses, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, in the millions of dollars, a lot of them, most of them, not most of them, but a lot of them, but they like, it's not, you are not making money as a minor league baseball player. It's just, you just aren't. And uh, that I think that needs to change before they mess with this rule. But I can understand why this rule is put into place. It's for major league organizations to be able to keep to to have a reason to keep these guys in baseball and not go to um, you know NFL or NBA. I I understand that. Uh, I'm a, like I said. I think you need to change the minor league deals before you get into this but if you got to do this because if they do this it's not going to help these kids in the minors what's strange about this is they're talking about this and it's like a once every 20 year thing like but it, how many uh, two sport I don't know dude there's are, a lot of guys that get that get drafted I mean Tom Brady was drafted uh and yeah, I know they, I just throw that out there but, but they make a decision they, like I feel like this is I they guess make, this is that's the point to it's the to try to keep them because what happens is they're like all right I can make five million I can sign a five million dollar signing bonus uh with the A's and then I'm gonna make 30 grand a year for the next you know maybe five years in the minors you don't know how long you're gonna be down there I mean Kyler Murray to be honest only had one really good year in baseball uh, at second base for Oklahoma. Yeah, he might be a bust in baseball. Mm-hmm. You don't know that, but he's a big name. So to keep that name, they want to be able to – it makes sense, right? It, it, they, you, If you're Kyler Murray, you're going, well, I know I can play football, and I know I can play baseball. One, it's harder to make it to the majors in, ba- in baseball. If you're football and you're drafted, you're on the you're on the majors, you're on the NFL roster. There's no, I mean, there's practice squad, but if you're a first round draft pick, you're not automatically going to the practice squad. If you're a first round draft pick in baseball, you're going to the minors. Either way, you sign a signing bonus in football, and you're that's you know that money you got money coming to you right off the bat for like four years, yes. good money, good money. 
if you're a first round pick like that. You might be a, and then you're a first round pick in baseball and you're getting a big signing bonus, but your next few years might be garbage. If you're a first round pick, I got to feel like you're making more in the minors than. Buddy, I'm telling you, I'm telling guys. you, to look it up. The maximum minor league deal is, I think the max you can make is like 75 grand or something like that a year. It's not a lot. But now, doesn't can, it doesn't it increase as you as you rise in the uh, you know as you rise at each level? I'd have to look at it. It's I know that they're not making that much money, and it's going to take years. I don't care if you're a first round draft pick or not. It takes a while for the. There's very few first round draft picks that are in the minor that are in the majors within a year. Yeah, and then even right. even go into two years, still very few. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I would hope you can make that, you know, five, ten million dollars signing bonus last year. Of course, of course, but that's not the point. It's not. That's not the point. The I point know. is, I know I'm going to make this money for the next five years in the NFL. Uh, you know, I, I'm only guaranteed my bonus here. Now, if you're, if you think you're Bryce Harper, you're going to baseball because them contracts are crazy. Yes. If you're Bryce Harper, but well, we'll see. if you're Kyler Murray, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I was looking at his numbers. They weren't they weren't all that spectacular. Hmm. To be honest. Yeah. Well, anyway, what do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. Or maybe it, that shed I, some I, like, light on why they're doing it for you. I guess so, but I don't know. It seems like a a rule for like such a rare occasion. I don't know. It, it it's not as rare as you think. I think they're trying to get more uh, more kids into baseball, and when you see these big contracts, and everybody's like, "You ain't gonna make that kind of money." What your agents are telling you, you know, when you get into college, and now you can get into college, and the agents can say, "Look, hey, I say baseball. I say baseball. They're gonna you you make a big name in football, and you got a name, Tim Tebow. You're Tim Tebow in the Mets organization, and you're making forty grand a year in the Mets. Now they're gonna sign him." They're going to find a guy, and they're going to sign him to a major league contract. You, There's so many rounds in baseball. Of course they're going to do this. You're going to see it all the time. But I feel like guys in college make their decision in college. I mean, like once they – you know, a lot of guys – They could have done this with a Jameis Winston. They could have done – Jameis Winston was drafted. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more guys than you think that get drafted. But they make their decisions – Ahead of time, I feel like they get uh, drafted. Sure, but, they but make this their would change their decision making. This would change their decision making process. I don't know how much. I, I feel like lot. if you feel like you're a football player, you're going to play football. If you're uh, a baseball dude, I'm player, I'm telling you right now. If I'm a, I love baseball. I'd rather play baseball. But if you're telling me I'm going to make more money going to playing football, I'm going to go play football. Really? I'm making with all I'm the. I'm making money, brother. I am. Give me that. Bring that cheddar. On home, but there's there's a lot more to it than just that money. Though. Not to me, not when I was that, not when I'm 20 years old, not when I'm 18 years old. I don't care. Bring me bring all me that the, money. I want to see all the money I can possibly see. All, Fill my bank account up. I'm making the, business decisions. <laughs> Sorry, I guess that would be a business decision. But all the stuff they know about, if you're choosing between football and any other sport, all the stuff they know about football, the 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 um, effects it has on your body. Look at these guys. It hasn't changed. It hasn't really affected football, buddy. They're still they, these kids are still coming up. They're but still a, doing their thing. But a lot of people are talking about retiring earlier. Some guys mm-hmm. have retired earlier. Sure. Um. You know, it's. I'm telling you, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna change. 
more as we continue on to the future. The fewer guys that could be great football players are going to choose something else or just not play football because they want to be able to live their rest of their life and not have CTE when they're 50 and, you know. Put I, a, we, uh, that's, that's just what I think. All right, so we're at like an hour and a half here. So we yeah, got well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm You're done set. on the rules. I'm done on the I'm rules. Uh, so – if you are listening still to the to us, uh, we're here every Wednesday night, ten thirty ish. Um, you can also catch us Thursday mornings on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can get us on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. I'm looking at Adam for help because I can't think of them all. Uh, and the new one is Spotify. So Castbox, check it out. Uh, get on anywhere. We'll be on if you, there's somewhere else. I'm trying to get on as many as we can. Figure it out, but I'm not the most electronically youthful. You've done an incredible person job on this, that, so um, definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, anything else you got, brother? I, I know we shouldn't jump back in here, but but Tyler did look this up while we were on here and. The AAA minimum is two uh, thousand one fifty a month. I mean that's that's a decent two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Well, it's not. Okay. That's not even thirty thousand dollars, man. Two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. There's twelve oh, months there's in a 12 year. There's twelve months. <laughs> what not, are you thinking? I wasn't about? thinking about months. I don't know what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, there are only twelve months. You're right. That's terrible. That's okay. what I'm talking about. That needs to be changed before you get into changing in my perspective. So hopefully that helps you see what these kids are thinking of when they think I might have to spend five years in the minors. There you go. That's 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 fair. There you go. It's fair. That could this should be a this will be a topic of conversation later because I think mm-hmm. I think you need to understand how it works before you make a judgment call on that. All right. All right so uh he's Adam Schmidt. What's your Twitter Twitter handle tweeter box deal. Adam, <laughs> Adam Schmidt 44. I'm at sick with it. S I C W H I T T I T. And uh, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>